Welcome to the Checkered Jaguar, where normalizing difficult conversations is just what we do. I'm your host, Bracia Dover. I'm a mental health advocate, creative media and film graduate, business owner, cancer survivor, and your new hype girl. It's time to get vulnerable and find that inner confidence to roar. Find the Checkered Jaguar on the web, where we go beyond with insightful courses geared towards helping you learn how to roar like a jaguar. We cover important topics all the way from confidence in life to filmmaking, mental health, and so much more. Check it out at www.checkeredjaguar.com. Find the Checkered Jaguar on Instagram and TikTok at Checkered Jaguar. Now, let's dive into this podcast episode. All right, well, welcome back to the Checkered Jaguar podcast. I am so glad you're here. This episode has been a long time coming, and I truly believe that what we will be discussing today is important and highly relevant in our culture today. This episode is targeted to women specifically, but if you are a man or non-binary slash LGBTQ plus and listening, please don't stop now. I'm glad you're here too. All right, so you're probably listening to this episode because you read the title and thought, yeah, I could use a little more self-love in my life, but what does this girl know about self-love? Does she actually have anything of value that could help me? And to answer your question, well, hell yeah, I do. For starters, I am in a film and photo business with my mom, and it's called Bracia and Sue's. And we work with all different walks of life to capture their special and important moments. We're talking weddings, senior pictures, business professional shots, lifestyle shots, family shots, and more. You name it and we basically capture it. So as we started growing Bracia and Sue's and continued working with different individuals, I started to pick up on a consistent trend. It wasn't hard to spot though, but it started to become more and more apparent to me that there was a reoccurring pattern. Everyone we photographed and filmed had insecurities, and almost everyone was verbally letting us know what they were. A prime example of this occurred when we were taking senior pictures for a beautiful high school graduate. She had the cutest outfits, and we found the greatest locations to take her to. Her mom tagged along and we started shooting and it was only about 10 minutes in that I heard her mom make a comment to her daughter saying, turn your body this way, it will make you look skinnier. In the moment, I just shook this off, but then as we got back in the car to head to the next location, the mom made another comment, but this time it was about herself. She said, I could never wear heels because they make me look fat. My heart sank not only for the mom, but for the daughter. This is not uncommon, and I'm not calling these people out because I feel like they're terrible people. That's not at all what's happening here. I'm just using them as an example because I feel like it's a prime example. So anyways, for this girl to hear her mom talk about her body image in such a negative way, I believe it's detrimental to this girl. But this is just one of the hundreds of examples I could give you from our experience with Bracia and Suze. So I'm going to have you think about something here. 
Whenever you get a picture with you and your girlfriends, it is almost inevitable that one of the girls from the group says something to the extent of, oh, delete that picture, my thighs look huge, or oh, I look so ugly in this one. And it's incredibly sad. I don't, I don't think we realize that we're doing it, which makes it even sadder. For many of us, we have grown up watching women who we look up to, though, talk negatively about their own body images. And even though in our young eyes, they are beautiful and we can't wait to look as beautiful and elegant as them someday, we start to believe that if they think there's something wrong with their body image, then there must be something wrong with ours too. So that's where it starts. And we start throwing out self-criticism comments of our own, even at a young age, like, this dress makes me look fat, or I'll never be as skinny as her. And to take it one step further, we start comparing ourselves to girls that we see on the internet, like models, actresses, and influencers. And we think, why don't I look like that? So you see, this toxic cycle actually begins at a terribly young age for some girls, but it doesn't have to. I believe that we are fully capable of ending this cycle or even retraining our brain. And I'm going to use science to back how we can retrain our brain coming up. But first, we need to talk about another important piece to this puzzle, which is how have I grown up and been able to always practice self-love so easily and not self-criticize? And I think to answer this question simply, the answer is I don't know how, but I believe it has to do with the home I grew up in and my mother's example. But I also believe that some of us might just be born this way. For example, in high school, which I hated high school. I don't know if anyone else there feels <laughs> this way, but I truly hated high school and I didn't dress like the other girls. I always dressed how I wanted. I always had a way of seeing the beauty in myself and not having to fit in with the norm and wear what all the other girls were wearing. Of course, I had moments with things like acne and such, but somewhere deep within me, I had the ability to love myself unconditionally. Some of you may know this about me, but I had anorexia as a young girl, not bulimia, just anorexia. And my anorexia stemmed from the need to control something in my life. It never stemmed from the way I looked. That might be hard to believe, but that's actually very common with anorexia, having it stem from the need to control something. So doctors and therapists will tell you that my case was unique. Of course, my anorexia was about controlling the food I ate, and I spent time in different psychiatric units because of it, but since overcoming anorexia and being able to pinpoint what happened there, I see that even then, it wasn't about being skinny. That's just inevitably what came with having an eating disorder. I have also had my fair share of challenges in my life, from anorexia to bipolar, and most recently, overcoming Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. And I've often wondered if, by chance, those challenges may have also helped me not to worry so much about the way I look, but more so the fact that I am alive and well today. So there's a background on me and maybe why I have been able to practice self-love so easily. So now let's go back to science. Research is proving that being self-critical and hard on ourselves is not a good thing. 
where that used to be celebrated to not stop until we have reached perfection or starting that diet to reach the summer body you've been wanting or, you know, any fad or diet, it's no longer something encouraged. In a study done by Stanford Medicine, it shows that self-criticism makes us weaker in the face of failure. They are also finding that there is something that is far better alternative to self-criticism, and it's called self-compassion. So you've heard of self-compassion, but have you really thought about what self-compassion looks like? To start, self-compassion leads us to not only letting go of those negative body comments, but to decreased stress, increased productivity, and resilience. Self-compassion and self-love can be learned. And let's talk about three ways how you can learn to practice self-compassion and self-love. So it starts by eliminating negative self-talk. And we're talking self-talk that goes on in your head, out loud as a joke, or standing in front of a mirror. This may be or seem like an obvious thing to do, but it's clearly not to most people. So ask yourself this question right now. I don't care where you're at. If you're in a car or listening in your bathroom or in your room alone, seriously, pause and ask yourself this question. When I see a flaw in my body, how do I respond to it? Really think about this. Paying attention to how you internally talk to yourself is the most important step when it comes to cultivating self-love. You can literally stop your brain when it starts to go off about your stretch marks on your hips and say something instead like, I have stretch marks that I actually love because they help me to tell my story and my hips are so womanly because of these stretch marks. So simple, change the way you think about yourself. And I call this the positive self-talk only concept. My friends and family know that If I ever hear them say something negative about the way they look, I then make them say three positive things about their physical appearance (laughs) because that shit ends now. The next thing that will contribute in your journey to finding self-love is to practice gratitude. And I mean gratitude for your body, your mind, your heart, this world, all of it. Practicing gratitude can look different for everyone, Maybe it's a gratitude journal or just saying five things you're grateful about with your day when you go to bed. Regardless, you will be surprised, I'm telling you, how much gratitude can shift your mind. Instead of going to bed feeling guilty for eating that piece of cake at dinner, you can change it and go to bed feeling grateful that you had a delicious slice of cake to finish off your night. All right, now let's go to the last one. And by the way, only you can hold yourself accountable to practicing these techniques. So take it upon yourself to really like take a mental note of all of this and remember to do it at night or in the morning or throughout your day. The last method on learning how to love yourself is to take time every single day to breathe. Breathe into your heart space and feel the love that you have for yourself. Get deeper than the superficial. Look in the mirror and smile at yourself while you breathe. Look at things like your beautiful eyes, your goddamn amazing smile and hair and your eyebrows that are thick and full. If it helps, literally place your hand on your heart and say thank you to your body and your soul for being you. 
you are so beautiful, but it's not my job to tell you that. It's your job to start to realize that and truly believe it. I can promise you that the happiest people in this world are the ones who have learned to love the skin that they are in. Truly, there is no greater gift, I believe, that you could give yourself than becoming wholeheartedly in love with everything that makes you you. You are so worth loving, but it it is up to you to train your brain to believe that. Stop comparing yourself to strangers on the internet. For all you know, they are struggling with self-love behind the screen as well. And I think that's a really important thing to note is that we only get a highlight reel of people's life on social media and it all seems perfect, but nothing and nobody is perfect, even if it's portrayed that way. Continually, if you are a mom, I think it's crucial to that your daughters see you practice positive self-talk. You are human and you're allowed to feel what you need to feel about your physical appearance, but take the time for yourself and your daughters and your daughter's daughters to learn how to master the art of self-compassion and self-love. If you are a young girl in high school or at the beginning phase of adulthood, and you have grown up surrounded by friends who belittle themselves or talk negatively about their body image, You don't have to engage in that. You can promote positive self-talk in your friend group and lead by example. So let's change the way we think about ourselves. Let's learn to see our once flaws as beauty marks and cut out the self-deprecating thoughts and comments. The way you speak to yourself and others matters. That's such an important line. Truly, I think that If you can learn to speak to yourself in a positive way and speak to others about yourself in a positive way, that is going to change the game. Feels like it's turned into a TED Talk, but that goes to show how passionate I am about this topic, especially as a photographer and filmmaker. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and gain a new perspective on something that is hard for most to hear and talk about. I hope you leave this episode and start implementing self-love practices into your everyday routine. And that can be as simple as getting off this podcast app and looking in the mirror and literally finding the five things you love about yourself and saying them out loud, hugging your body, just really showing yourself the love that so many of us lack. And I think when we start to show others how we love ourselves, it also reflects in how others learn to love us. This podcast was a lot shorter than some of my other podcasts, but it's really just because I want this to be heard and understood and not too lengthy for people. So I hope that this podcast helped you and I hope that you share it with your friends and family or moms or aunts who may be struggling with self-love. You can gently tell someone to practice self-love just by saying, I love you and I want you to learn to love yourself too because I care about you. So anyways, you guys are awesome. This community we've built is beautiful and I am just so grateful that people listen and hear these podcasts and I hope that it inspires you. Thank you so much for being here for listening and sticking it through even with challenging conversations. 
Do you have an experience or story that you feel would be a good fit for the Checker Jaguar? Email me at thecheckerjaguar at gmail.com. I am always looking for stories that bring out important discussions and lead to having thought-provoking conversations. Stay tuned for the Checker Jaguar's next podcast. But in the meantime, follow along with me at Checker Jaguar on Instagram and TikTok.